0: You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social on Instagram and Facebook at magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at magrito.net.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, and lowlives, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Emo Brown, the podcast brought to you by the wonderful people at Grasshopper for all your medicinal, recreational, cabin and needs. GHBBuds.com. Get it done. Make sure you take that card with you and get that 50% discount because if it don't clack, that shit is whack. King of East True Vista today. I'm going to put that shit out. I, I, I know he's the king of East Chula Vista. Mike Metcalf is joining us, and we'll go down the list of accolades that he has under his belt. Resol uh, Mezcal, Arts and Rec, Nine Five Shades, The Aya Foundation, AMFM, all of the fucking things.
0: Mike Metcalf. What's up, man? What's, What's up, today? What's up? Thanks for having me. Although I've been here many times, I've just never been in the podcast. You've never been in the dungeon, bro. In the
1: dungeon, in the, bro, the, dungeon. In the dungeon. What's good, man? I, I, I've heard a lot about you. Even when I was in high school, you graduated in two thousand out of East Lake. Correct. I graded, graduated graduated ninety seven out of, of Bonita. Correct. So almost like that. I almost feel like we're contemporaries. Yeah, we
0: probably we're, ran across each other at some point.
1: I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure because all the all the uh, Bonita skaters that I kind of grew up going to high school with. Your name was thrown around a lot. No, a couple nice. other guys from like, your boy, Calvin James, obviously. All those dudes, all those guys that always skated in the Benita parking lots or whatever. Yeah. I remember that name being thrown around. One, actually, Ryan Taylor, for some reason, comes, in, comes to mind. I feel like that's a name that was a skater that rolled with you guys and everything. And now we're adults and people continue like April, get Mike on the podcast. Word. And I was like, okay. I said, shit, homie, like I have a direct line to somebody yeah. that does these things. They're like, well, let me, let me figure it out. Blah, blah. And eventually Dr. Martin Casas, now the conduit, the, the homie that linked it all together, right. friendship blazes and all friendship <laughs> bl- bracelet on your wrist. Now, right <laughs> now, I see good for you. He made it happen. Yeah. He started talking to me about everything you're about, which I'm going to let you go over. And then he started talking about what you guys are working on together with the, uh, The Aya Foundation, bro. Right. That shit is killer too. Well, thank you. All of the killer shit. Mike, tell me a little bit about yourself, how you started, what got you into what you're currently doing, where the fuck we're going to take it now.
0: Sure. Um, Well, I'm in the skateboard industry first and foremost. I kind of forced myself into it right after college. I opened a skate shop, kind of knowing nothing about it, learned everything by doing that on both sides of retail. As a retailer- talking to sales reps and just basically got an understanding of how owning a brand is versus selling somebody else's brand in your store. And I think having done that for quite a bit of time, I decided I was better suited to try and own a brand than trying to sell one. And now I own a brand and also own a store where we do both. So it's a nice kind of chemistry between the two. And I've had that, you know, I opened my first store when I was 24 Nice. Now I'm 30. That's nice. young, bro. Yeah, super
1: That's young. super young. Yeah, yeah. Looking back now, do you look back on your game plan and, and your plan of attack to setting all that up and be like cringe and be like, oh, I did this wrong? Or do you look back and say, yeah. you know what? Fuck yeah, I was on the right track.
0: Uh, I mean, there was no game plan first and foremost, but yeah, I wasn't too far off. I was definitely delusional at a point about how to grow the business, but, and I didn't realize that what I had going on at the time was actually going pretty well. I think I thought, you know, in order to be bigger and better, you needed more locations. And then I tried to expand and do, you know, multiple and that. That doesn't, yeah. no, <laughs> that doesn't always work out.
1: No, that doesn't always work out. man. It sounds
0: good on paper. Yeah. Me, but. If you
1: look, if you take a look back right now at some of the brands that are around, as soon as they start trying to like duplicate and replicate what they have going, that's going well, yeah. And they try to like you spread it thin, man.
0: I see it all the time. I see and it all every th- time no. I see it. I'm like, oh, you're fucking up, man.
1: I see that shit all the time you, in the brewery but industry, I bro. Oh yeah, the in the brewery industry. I, I, sure. I see that shit in the breweries. Hey, you guys need more of this. You guys need more. Of this. Said, no, 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 no. Yeah. We've got a good thing going.
0: It's <laughs> it's hard to explain to somebody how much bigger you can grow a successful business that's already doing well you can continue to grow that shit out of one location you do not need to keep fucking pounding the pavement you really and don't. opening more doors yeah. like if you're really out fucking outgrowing that shit then consider it. Welcome
1: but, to America where brand. everything is bigger and yeah. better and you feel like you're, so, you're more successful. Oh, how many stores? I have
0: 17 exactly. Tasty Rooms. Oh, hundreds It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's an ego thing. Yeah. For me, it was too. Like when 9.5 started, um, 9.5 is my eyewear brand. When we started- Never heard of it. <laughs> when we opened our first retail store, I was like, I got such a rush out of it that all I could think about is opening another one. And then when we opened the second one, all I could think about is doing it again. You know what I mean? It's it's definitely an ego thing. It's new. It's fresh. It It keeps it exciting. Yeah. It gives you the ability to make you, you know, I have five stores. I have six stores. I have seven stores. It just makes you feel like it's bigger. But in reality, that's not necessarily the case. It definitely wasn't for nine five. We learned that after a period of time where it's like, okay, it costs more to just manage this shit. We all know that 99% of our business comes from online. So why the fuck are we putting all these resources and money Mm -hmm. and time into physical locations when that's obviously not the move and that's obviously not growing the brand?
1: But now you look back on that, and any projects you move forward is like you can you can go back to your cliff notes on oh, operating well, a business and be like, yeah, all right, we can't we can't fall down that trap. Hey, again.
0: I'm not mad at it, and as much as I just fucking clowned it, I still look at shit. I'm like, that would be a dope nine. That would be store. A, there. You go. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, God,
1: look at that. That's a beachfront tasting uh, room. I'm yeah. there. I'll do yeah. that. <laughs> now
0: I feel like I'm like put it down to a science where I'm like, this amount of square footage in this area with this amount of foot traffic. At you this, got the
1: template, you got the blueprint.
0: At this level of rent, it has to make money. Even if it's small, I just want to continue growing. And it's hard to come up with other ways when you're almost completely online based to grow your brand other than physical location. But I've also learned my my lessons. So I try not to like put my head underwater. You know what I'm saying? And try not to drag my own uh, growth down by, you know, the same thing we just talked about. Unnecessary trying growth. Trying to grow my Unnecessary ego.
1: Unnecessary growth, man. Right. AMFN was the first entrepreneurial jump into the game for you?
0: I mean, if I was being real picky about it, I did start a clothing company when I was in high school um, where I'd say I got a little taste of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Not worried about making money. Just
1: Slinging like, them out the trunk or how, how were you selling your
0: clothes? Honestly, what I did was this is when Iron uh, when On technology <laughs> came out where you can yeah, print for sure. Print something in your home computer or home printer and then iron it onto a game shirt. changer. bro. Yeah. So I think I, you know, I'm printing a catalog of designs, went to school, talked to people was like, yo, do you want this on a hoodie or a sweater or a shirt? And whatever they ordered, I'd go buy that shit at target or Walmart and then print it. And I actually fucking as bizarre as that sounds, the people that, did order things, which was, let's say maybe 10 to 15 people, which seems like a lot for that, (laughs) that kind of service at that time, they actually all paid for it. And I was like, dope. And again, I wasn't super concerned about getting money out of it. I was just like building a brand thrilled on the idea that somebody was buying some shit that I created or, Mm -hmm. Had my brand name on it.
1: I feel like every high school has that guy, that 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 businessman, that dude that wants to go out and create a brand and push it. Our school, I remember his name. His name's Kish. You yeah. know, Kish would be around in our school, and he was laying in his brand, his clothing, and everybody in the school would wear it. Everybody in the soccer team would have it. So uh, that's cool, man. I mean, yes. can you get that fucking taste? Yeah, and you just want to replicate. Keep 100%, doing it.
0: Hundred percent, man. Like I, I never recognized myself as that guy. But if you, if you, when you bring it up, I think I was that guy for sure, just in spirit. I wasn't necessarily like trying to be that guy, but I definitely had the personality and the, the ambition at that time. To what
1: was the name of that brand?
0: It was called Seasons. And then mm-hmm. I actually had two. Seasons was when I was in uh, freshman year. And then I came up with another one. I advanced a little bit into screen printing instead of iron on. And that was called Omnifix, which is a crazy fucking name.
1: Omnifix? Yeah. That, Get it, though. Yeah, that means some <laughs> shit like,
0: like God fucking overseeing. Or some shit, some wild fucking deep spiritual shit. Well, yeah,
1: what is Omni? Omni is like all-knowing or yeah, some shit. that's what it is. It's yeah. like
0: some variation of all-knowing. Which Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I was on one, clearly. Yeah, duh.
1: So, yeah, two clothing brands. Then you started it up. You said, you know what? I like what I'm doing. You know, people seem to be reacting positively to what I'm providing. Right. And I'm in high school. For so sure. AMFM came right after high school. Or were you still in high school when that happened?
0: No. So uh, after high school, I went to San Diego state, got booted out of there, moved over to San Francisco state. Um, and while I was in San Francisco, kind of got a taste of what San Francisco skate retail looked like, which was completely different from San Diego. They were like these boutique dope ass, like retail spots that, Catered to skateboarding, but also had brands that were kind of upper echelon, just a different experience than you got in San Diego, which are more like core gritty skate shops. They had like dope shoes and dope clothing. So when I came back to San Diego after I graduated, I was like, you know, kind of obsessed with the idea of bringing that concept down here, gave it a shot. And like I said, didn't know that I had something going pretty well and that it might just take a little bit more time to develop. So I opened over here in Otay Ranch uh in Chula Vista which was brand fucking new. It didn't even exist when I went to college. So when I came back I was like, "Damn, this is a crazy area." And it looked like downtown San Diego. And it's me. still growing. It's still growing, but like when I when I moved back there, this was just like the first retailers were entering these spaces. And it really did look like fucking downtown <laughs> to me. I was like, oh. This is dope. Like this is where something like this should be. Now I now, never got to leave East Lake, right. <laughs> but now I live right there, and that area is not that shit at all. It's no, like fucking like C grade retailers. You know what I mean? Like vape shops and well, shit like that.
1: You're looking at through a whole new set of eyes now, right? Bro. You're exactly. you're that jaded, experienced businessman exactly. operator. Yeah, you know? I do look at
0: it a little bit better, but. That was my first foray into being a retailer. Got a great understanding of it. I wore every single hat. I was the one that bought the shit. I was the one that paid the rent and fucking juggled the books, which was- Solo operation? No, I had a partner. Okay. It was a homegirl from high school, and she was super into sneakers, So, and I wasn't. So we kind of combined those two thoughts. Like We want this to be a sneaker shop where we sell Jordans and shit, but we couldn't. We never got that. You know, Jordan account, that opportunity never came up. But
1: Difficult be, to get that kind of account? Fuck yeah, that's the really? hardest shit. Yeah, yeah. all like, right.
0: Even with Arts & Rec, that was a huge gamble. We kind of built the business around, this is what the shop's going to be. We're going to have Nike, we're going to have Vans, all we're right. going to have Converse, we're going to have like limited edition shit. But you can't You can't just do that.
1: You can't come out the gate just doing that.
0: No, you can't be like, yo, we're, we'd like to sell your limited edition shit, please. Who but, are you? Yeah. And
1: what, how long have you been in this industry? Right, yeah. and there's no tangible, yeah. there's
0: nothing you know, that necessarily presents that to you. It's sort of like, you have to be open already. Yeah. You got to have a space. You got to have your investment in the shop already. You got to have the lease signed. Then you can holler at them and say, hey, here's kind of what we're doing.
1: The more that, and we've been talking and just kind of going I'm just taking mental notes of what you're saying. It's the same shit opening a bar. Yeah, or a brewery. Interesting. There's, there in a bar scene or in a beer pub scene. There's certain beers that you really want to build your menu around. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know what? I want to get some Russian River Pliny the Elder, right. Pliny the Younger. I want these beers. You can't get those beers really? just because you have a bar. Yeah, you've got to build some sort of uh, uh of a reputation of doing it the right way and 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 keeping it crafty and independent. Yeah. And after a couple of years, unless you have that connect already, then you get those beers. Right. You know, sneaker game. Your game is a lot like that industry of the beer bar game, because sure. I've seen your stores with people lined up for the new drops, bro. Right? You know, I've seen the bars lined up for shit. I've done. We've done it here at the brewery. You right. know what we're. We, so it's like the common denominator is creating that fucking buzz, right? You know, and it seems that you have the knack to create that buzz,
0: right? Well, like I said, we we invested in the store right out of the gate. I already knew it couldn't be just like some little trashy space in, you know, wherever the fuck the rent was low, where we open the doors and say, "Hey, we're open. Can we get Nike?" Where you at? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We knew these brands were going to audit what we're doing, especially because even a brand as big as Nike, why the fuck wouldn't they just sell direct? You yeah, know what I mean? I They're only going to affiliate with a shop that at least adds something to their repertoire, mm-hmm. like. And so, you know, I believe they think we Help elevate their brand,
1: no doubt. It doesn't matter how big the brand is. Right, the brand is always looking for a way to peel new layers back. Sure. So if Nike looking at you you're like, guess who sells our shit? Arts and Rec. Right. Ooh, fuck, they're huge in San Diego. Oh, well, they're in Barrio Logan and in Chula Vista. Right. Oh, we need that niche. Right. So that's where you scratch their back, and in turn, they're like, yeah, whatever you need, we got right. you.
0: But that's the question that probably I get the most is, you know, how do I get a Nike account? It's like. Good luck. Yeah, It
1: only is getting Work harder. real hard. <laughs>
0: it's not gonna get any easier. In fact, it's probably 20 times harder than it was three years ago when we got it. Cause they have no interest in opening another account. What What's the point? We're already here in San Diego.
1: What was the longevity of your first market, the AMFM and Otay Ranch? How long were you guys in operation? Three years. And then from the ending point of that to the commencement of arts and rec, how much time break to kind of reassess and and rebuild and maybe get new partners involved?
0: Ah, uh, that was at least a decade. Yeah, yeah.
1: Did you legitimately take that decade to to rewrite your script and figure out what worked, what didn't, how you wanted to represent yourself to the market?
0: No, I was doing nine five, one hundred percent, and arts and rec was more of like me and you know Kellen wrote for nine five. He, me and him would talk about doing something independent of just him being sponsored by nine five. Something like you know, start a wheel company? Should we start a skate deck company? Should we start some fucking bearing thing? It was just like, you know, we'd Throwing have to out. just like, we should do something. Yeah, for sure. No idea what, we even talked about shoe company. Well,
1: uh, there's certain people that you come across that you just have that same vibe, that same energy. It's like, dude, we got to do something.
0: No, for sure. Yeah. Well, I've known them for so fucking long that the conversation like was inevitable. And so at one point, I kind of remember having the idea when I was in LA for some, some reason, I feel like I called them, And I was like, dude, what if we opened a shop and we could do all that shit? We could do Arts and Rec bearings, decks, wheels. We could fucking do any of it. Like the brand is the shop. And the shop is capable of creating any product that we want. It's not limited to this or that. Because even like 9-5, right? It, It was supposed to be this thing that like cultivated skateboarding as an eyewear brand. But honestly, that didn't work. Like no matter how hard I fucking tried to implement skateboarding into our marketing, it was Pretty Square f- peg in a round hole. Yeah, it just did, it didn't resonate. So we'd make skate videos, like invest money into getting a filmer to go film with one of our riders and do this shit for a whole year, right? Really put money into it, come out with a dope ass video, but because it was 9.5, not because 9.5 is whack, but because it's an eyewear brand and it's skateboarding and that no one gives a fuck. Mm. You can't connect those two apples lines. and oranges. No matter how hard we tried, it didn't matter. When we put our product in a skate shop, it didn't sell. It's too expensive. It doesn't matter who's on there. It doesn't matter if Josh K. listens. Mm. Stevie Williams' mm-hmm. names were on the shades. Skaters don't fucking care. It's sunglasses. So lesson learned. But that was also the fun part about Arts and Rec. I was like, cool. If we do Arts and Rec, we can do any of this shit. We can make skate videos. We can do all the shit. All that's under the umbrella. To force into the square peg or is it the round peg? Whatever you said. Whatever doesn't work, you made it work. Right. <laughs> Arts and Rec was capable of doing all those things and. They had to work because it was 100 based on the foundation of skateboarding. So your passion, right? You grew up skating. I grew up skating since I was 12 years old. So that was that was an eventual
1: goal. I'm assuming for you to become a professional skater and, and take your skills to the next level.
0: I think when I was in high school, yeah, that thought crossed my mind, but uh, the realistic or the reality of it uh also probably set in at around the same time frame, like later in high school. Is like that's probably not realistic. Um, I need to be, you know, looking at other options. So I, you know, I did go to college, finished college, um, got a degree in like some obscure shit. It doesn't even exist anymore. Do called.
1: you know anybody that graduated from college? One of your homies that graduated from college and actually uses their degree as their profession or their career?
0: Uh, my wife. There it is.
1: Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. You
0: do. But she's a, you know, a very specific skill set. She's Okay, a therapist. Oh, well there so it is. You, <laughs> go, you go there to do specifically that when you're done. Yeah. Um, Which brings up a whole
1: different set of conversation because we I have kids now and when Wifey and I like talk about this and now I'm at the point I'm surrounded by a bunch of educators some of my closest friends are educators are involved in like, sure. in, in education and I'm like you know what in all honesty I don't see a reason for my kids to go to college
0: I 1000 unless
1: yes. they are in that specific. Mm-hmm. There's certain, a doctor, yeah, a teacher, a lawyer, an, yeah. atter- an attorney, an architect, an engineer, right. you know, like nursing, those things, unless it's so specific to the career right. path you want to take. Yeah, you're going to have to go to school. Yeah. Aside from that, it's like, no, you don't, man. Right. Figure shit out. Yeah. Take some time off. Get into the workforce. Sure. Learn from somebody else. Somebody's going to pay you to learn how they operate their own business. Yeah. You know? do that.
0: That's only going to become more and more true though. It, like It was true 10 years ago. It's only going to get more important. The vision
1: people. gets clearer as we get older,
0: bro. It does. Like even being a video, like I, I went to school to be a videographer and I don't know why I was like, that sounds better than any of the other options I'm seeing right now on paper as a major.
1: Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I did
0: film, but I was literally cutting film. Like while fucking digital cameras were coming out. I knew this was fucking What the hell is going on? (laughs) I knew I was 100% wasting my time. So how invested can you be in that when that's right in front of you? And I'm like, all right, they they aren't ready to invest in digital equipment. So I'm just learning this obscure ass bullshit and I'm not going to be able to apply it, whatever, that's fine. I just want to get-
1: But you apply that- that talent and that trait to currently to what you do. You, you are the marketing brains behind the brand.
0: No, I was a videographer for several years Mm -hmm. before starting nine five. I worked at DC shoes in their films department and that's kind of was a huge plug for me to start the brand. Like I knew every professional skater because of it, you know, got to travel, got to see, how a a big company like that, that's sort of in my field operates, like what a marketing department does, what a
1: sales department does. That's your fucking 40-year university right there, man. No, 1000 You know, learning from people who are in that industry, who are successful in that industry, and just kind of like latching on, paying attention, picking their brain, like, hey, how do I do? And they're paying you, fool. They're paying you to do that shit.
0: That was probably the best paid position you could be to film skateboarding at that time. Like, they were owned by Quicksilver, like- I didn't know anybody that was making the money I was making for filming skateboarding. And I was just randomly in one of those positions that was one in a million. I just happened to stumble into it and kind of finesse my way. fully,
1: you are that one in a million. (laughs) Let's let's talk about the the business that gets everything started and helps kind of like grease the doorway. Sure. Nine-five. Yeah. How long has that been in operation?
0: We're going on 13 years. Tell me a little bit about that. So- uh, I believe I have the best memory. Like when I try to think of it and it's kind of a little bit hazy is when I had this skate shop, AMFM was not enough to pay my rent for sure. So I hollered at my homie, Aaron that worked at the union tribune. And he's now a partner in nine five cause he had a graveyard shift job. And I was like, yo, what's up with that? Uh, and he got me a job like cutting newspaper shit up. And so we spent a lot of time, you know, in the late night at this job And I think one day I was like, yo, we should do something. I have this idea. It's 9-5. I don't know what the fuck it is. I just want to make t-shirts that say 9-5 on it. And uh, my idea or concept is that it kind of revolves around 1995. So we made these t-shirts. I put them in my fucking closet in a box and never did shit with them. And then... Stopped working there. Never talked about this idea again. And then when I started working at DC, and like I said, I started got got a vision of what a company actually looks like. I kind of got that thought again. Like, I want to start something. Had 9.5's concept in the back of my head and landed on eyewear. I couldn't tell you specifically how the fuck that popped in my head. I didn't even wear sunglasses at the time. I I think I had never. How about now? Well shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got live one for every on hour of the
1: day. <laughs> yeah.
0: But honestly, I swear to God, I don't think I had ever worn sunglasses in my life when I had started nine five.
1: I never get high off your own supply, bro.
0: Right. But I thought, why is there no company that I even can think about when I'm like, what kind of glasses would I buy? I'm like, would I buy Oakley's? Fuck no. <clears throat> would I buy like some spy or electric shit? Mm. No, that's like some alt rock surf shit. No, no worries about it. I'm not tripping on it, but that's not me at all. So I was like, that seems like a good industry. It's not saturated. There's a good margin. And I think I could do something different than what's out there. Like tomorrow I could say, this is the style I want to fuck with. And I have marketing ideas that can go behind it. And they're shit that I'm into, like fucking hip hop music and skateboarding and like cultures that sub out of those two things. And that was really just the idea that kind of led us to create the first round of product.
1: What goes into creating the first run of your first product?
0: I Googled how to make sunglasses. Isn't that crazy, yeah. bro?
1: Real, real shit. Like t- yeah. take a step back and realize what's available to us on how to do shit, how to make shit, how to produce shit. Right. I've, I'm guilty. I've, I've gone on Google and figured out, okay, how how do I build this brand?
0: No, for sure. How how do I
1: create this product? I used
0: to tell people this and they'd be like, what the fuck? But you have to, all those isn't that long ago, 2008, 2008, googling something like that was a little bit more like wow that's fucking crazy now it's like duh yeah you want to start something you could yeah. fucking google anything you can start yeah. any company yeah you could, how do i make my own fucking car company yeah. you can google that and get an yeah. answer when i did it it led me to alibaba.com mm-hmm. yeah and that was probably a brand new fucking website at the time and i just started hollering at manufacturers and trying to figure out what the fuck you were even supposed to do to import sunglasses. Cause it is a little different. How, how tricky is it? Uh, it It's not super tricky, but it's not like you can't just do it. You know, you can't just order you have to, it's FDA regulated cause it's a medical device. Technically. Oh wow. So you gotta have this license and that license. God, I haven't touched that shit in so long. Like my other partner is like our logistics guy. So I'm sure he could go on and on about it. Where I don't, I don't remember. I just remember being like, what the fuck? I need an FDA like doing that shit and then be like, yo, could you figure this out? Um, so yeah, it's not the simplest thing, but it's, you know, it's like anything. Like if you were willing to do one ounce of work, it's actually, it is some a simple thing. That's crazy, man. I mean, you've got to
1: realize how old were you at that point? Uh,
0: 25.
1: That blows me away. Most people at 24, 25, when you're already like, neck deep and to try to be an entrepreneur, a small business owner, you're already out there researching. You know, a right. lot of people, it takes years for that. I mean, I just opened a business. I've always knew I wanted to open a business, but I got trapped in the, uh, in the nine to five gig, in sure. banking and finance and whatever. And then eventually I had kids and that was my conduit. That was my spark plug right. to be like, you know what? No, I don't want this. Right. I don't want this like 12 hour shift every day, coming into the office, working in a cubicle. My kids will rarely see me. I want an opportunity where I can raise my kids. And provide for my family and do cool shit. Right, like doing cool shit. You can't put a price tag on that. If you're if you're in in an industry or in a career path that has passion that you're driven by it to get up every day, you work you work some shitty hours, bro. You work shitty hours working at the newspapers, doing your cutting or whatever you did at, at the Union Tribune. For sure. You know, you talk to people right now like me. I fucking work a shitty, shitty hour job at UPS.
0: Right. You know, but
1: I had a lot of time to fucking manifest my ideas and try to create them and make them tangible into yep. realities. That's
0: the job where you do come. That's
1: where you, ideas. that's where you do that yep. shit, bro. And then, and like you said, anything worth doing, you got to make sure you put time, effort in and it'll eventually pay out. Right. Everybody just comes in and thinking, I want to open a brewery. I want to open a, a clothing company. Yep. I want to start a shades brand. I want to do this. I want to do that. And they're expecting that quick payout, that right. quick turnaround, not knowing that you're going to have to grind. Yeah. You're going to have to push years. Where does this entrepreneurial spirit come from? Yep. Like, is, like, do your parents, is there family members? Is there people behind you that gave you that nudge? They go keep with it. Don't quit. Cause it sounds like you could have quit a lot of times.
0: Not, not in the negative way, but I actually had the opposite. I had, I had a really good job when I actually quit. Like I worked at DC. That was a fucking dope ass job. Like you
1: said, one in a million.
0: Yeah, it was a one in a million job. Like I said, I basically traveled all the time, filming skateboarders, professional skateboarders, like big name dudes and got paid really well. Cause that's a, that's a dirty ass job too. There's like people that do that shit and get paid nothing and just love it so much that they do it pro I worked, bono. <laughs> I worked for a brand that was under Quicksilver where where they actually did pay very well and I was, I kind of had to like fuck And it. even then you knew you wanted more. Yeah, I think I just knew that I had that kind of entrepreneurial spirit that wasn't going to go away and that eventually I was going to have to either pursue it or you know, come up with something else. Like DC wasn't the tell all end all. I knew that, but it was also really hard to pull myself out of that.
1: You get comfortable, bro. For sure. The perks, the paycheck, the yep. the safety net. Yeah. You know, it's just all there for you.
0: Yeah. I'm one of those guys though too. I'm like, I, I've actually had this discussion recently where I'm like, I'll do something. I don't give a fuck if it fails. I'll, even if it's a group decision and you guys are like, nah, I'm not down. I mean, I'll be yeah. the one and say, fuck it. Like if this tanks, throw it on me because I'm down. I I won't be, I won't regret it and I won't feel bad about it. But other people have other things to consider besides me.
1: I mean, there's something in the water then because we suffer from the same disease, my friend. (laughs) Like I'm I'm often just throwing shit out there. I'm like, let's just do it. Let's figure out. It's all the same. Right. There has to be a moment in your career at nine, five when you're like, oh shit. Yeah. We did it. Right. What was that?
0: Ah uh, shit, there's been several, man. I think we had a really early one where we did a collab with Jordan Brand, which was sort of like an anomaly. Like we just, I I don't even remember how that. I met some dude at at uh, Jordan. He's like a fucking top dog. I'm talking about Jordan shoe brand, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know, Jordan sneaker brand. As opposed to
1: Jordan, what, fool? <laughs> Jesus Christ!
0: I don't know <laughs> I, anything else as Jordan. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like such an ambiguous word now. But most sneakerheads know right off top, like. We're talking about Jordan sneakers. So uh, I met some dude that was their VP of marketing, sent him a pair of shades. Right up your alley. And just sort of maybe emailed him like, yo, we should do a collab. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, word. And then even up until the day they came out, I was like, damn, I did this. (laughs) I don't know. Well, I was more like, I don't know if he really works there. I've only talked to him in email. I don't know anything. And the whole thing too, he was like, he sent some paperwork. He's like, yeah. You can do it. Put our logo on the shit. We're going to sell it. Uh, we're going to hype it on your website. We're going to sell it in a footlocker. You guys just keep all the money. It's like not, it's nothing new to us. So
1: that's some Willy Wonka golden a, ticket shit right yeah, there, bro. It's a
0: hella golden ticket. And this is a brand that at this point probably had sold, you know, in the couple thousand of dollars worth online i'm talking about in total up to that point all right and then when they dropped these frames they, they invested in you early fool yeah they just <laughs> threw it out there i don't know why he just you know gave us a fucking alley oop. yeah and when we came out with that frame i remember we had a thousand in stock ready to go and they dropped it or we dropped it at the same time and we were watching google analytics like on that day and it went from like, we're watching usually maybe three or four people be on our website, like 15,000 people yeah. on our website at one time and literally sells out in seconds. Like the shit I always saw other brands Other brands killing. Where I'm like, damn, I wonder if they're full of shit that they sold out that quick. And then I saw, damn, it really is possible. Like yeah. you can really sell out of a well, bro, thousand users. Jordan was backing you, man. No yeah. I mean, that's crazy. It, it, it was crazy. It still is crazy. Like. And that was really early. That was 2012. So we had been around for, I mean, we started in 2008, but at the end, so I'd say we were three years in okay. at that point. And we really had no credibility and no reason for them to to back us like that. It was just like a fluke thing. And, you know, we rode that one as far as it could go. We, like we <laughs> took that asset and that project and just-
1: Squeezed it. every little ounce of juice out of it, bro. Absolutely. As you should, as yep. a good businessman would.
0: Yep. So I'll say, yeah, that put us on for that time period, no doubt. Like That, that
1: opened up opportunity?
0: That took us from stage one to stage five. No, Quickly. No, yeah, immediately, overnight.
1: At that point, did you have a storefront or was it all online?
0: No, we had actually no, 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 no. We did not have a storefront at that point. Um, but we used that asset to be like, Hell yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. This is when we're pretty focused still on wholesale. So we'd call. Stores we want to be to. Hey, did you see that Jordan collab we just came out? The sold out. You heard of Jordan, right? The the, the shoe brand. (laughs) 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 We just came out, You know, we have other shit. Like you should fuck with us, and that was our huge focus at that point was being in all these stores. Now, not so much. Now we almost do no wholesale, but um, that's kind of the name of the game for any. What what is the name of the game right now? For name of the game is oh well, not just for nine five. I think it's for any you know brand that's focused on. Uh, 2022 type of growth is direct to consumer and it's not necessarily the funnest thing because it's a lot more technical than it is creative it's being like tuned in with fucking google ads and, and facebook ads. that plays a big
1: role in your operation
0: that's everything
1: that's everything that's
0: everything i've got people knocking down my
1: door every week telling me how i need to do that how i need to work on seos how i need to work on yeah all the google analytics and i'm like and I'm like, this is beer. I don't know if it works that way.
0: I don't know if it works that way either. For Yeah. Beer, I, I'm like, anything.
1: I really don't know. It's like, we're a community-based neighborhood bar brewery slash brand. Same. Well, you it's know? like for Arts and Rec. Yeah. That's not the name of the game. It isn't. it.
0: No. Oh man. It's we sell, we sell other people's product. We sell Nike. We sell Vans. We sell Stussy. We don't need to advertise those brands. We need to advertise our store. So there might be some money that needs to go into- our skate shop popping up when somebody googles skate shop San Diego, boom. we want Arts Erect to pop up. But outside of that, it's a completely different ball game from nine five where it's like we need to go after people. We need to show our product when people are looking for sunglasses. We have to compete with Man, random.
1: I get your ads all the time now. Yeah. And I don't even know. I, I I don't say anything out loud. I, I might be thinking it <laughs> and then boom, there's there's somebody here with a for promoting nine five shits like what the fuck how did right. this happen
0: well you're in the net i'm sure you're probably searching for something that i've got a keyword associated to it something like that so
1: ignorant to that shit bro i am so ignorant it's, to that powerful. Shit. it's I, powerful i
0: don't i do not doubt it
1: man right. there's but people also, out there spending big
0: money it's also so competitive that you know what i mean you can you can lose your ass doing it if yeah. you don't invest the time into learning it too it's It's frustrating. It's not the funnest thing. Is that what
1: you spend the bulk of your time doing right now? Me? Uh
0: Yeah, I do our marketing. So that's pretty much for 9-5, 100% of my time. And it's not the sexy side of marketing. It's not the, oh, go do a dope photo shoot, go make a commercial. It's like uh, grind on these fucking keywords. And, you know, that shit is not fun for me. I'm sure there's people that love it, but that's not my wheelhouse. But it
1: all plays a a part of the bigger picture. Yeah, it absolutely
0: does. I'm waiting for the next phase to become more important than that. I'm hoping it's funner than fucking keywords. Do you think there is a
1: phase coming around the corner? There's always something, right?
0: There's always something. I'm sure it's Web3 or something, and I'm not super interested in that either. I fucking already hate it, but uh, maybe it'll be funner than Google Ads. What are you most proud of with Mm, 9.5? I really like the storefront space connected to arts and rec how we were able to connect those two things that was kind of by accident and the space in the back i like i like the brand the the everything that falls under the umbrella right now that's awesome man. the employees we have too we've got guys and girls that have worked there for several years passionate about your brands and everything you do yeah super they have to be no doubt and when i'll go you know i don't go there a whole lot but when i do i'm like oh shit like these people who are not owners like super fuck with it.
1: Taking ownership, yeah, bro. That's dope. yeah, and I tell this to my friends. It's like when you go to Bank of America, you you don't know who the owner of Bank of America is, but you know the fucking teller, right? You know the person in the front giving you your cash, giving you your change, doing your things. To somebody on the outside, that's them. Right. That's the front line representing that brand. No doubt. Somebody comes to the brewery. They don't know me, right? you know? It doesn't matter how big the fucking mural is that we do in our brewery. <laughs> they don't know who I am. Yeah, They, they know who my people are working at right. the, the, the tasting room. Yeah. The bar, same thing. Arts and Rec, you said, you don't go out there very often. No, yeah. You know? I'm definitely
0: not at the forefront of
1: So you got to get people who are oozing out that same passion, spirit, and energy right. that you use to create this brand and- Brick and mortar to what it is now, right? Because it's severely lacking. If you don't have somebody For like sure. that, you just turn into another shop on the block.
0: Yep, a, a store like us that is more important than anything is having that guy or girl in the in the front of the store that understands the culture, that doesn't look fraudulent to skateboarding. You know what I mean? That's such a fucking niche category, and is. You know, skaters are so elitist about a lot of pretenders,
1: doing. bro. Absolutely.
0: So especially the 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 line that we walk on to being kind of between that skate shop slash boutique. Like you got to have an understanding of both sides of that culture. You know what I mean? You got to understand the sneakerhead side and you got to understand skateboarding. And it takes a certain type of person to know that. Like, I can't even say that I'm on the sneaker head end. I obviously have some understanding of it as an owner, and, you know, I'm into it to a degree, but I'm definitely not that guy that fucking... Calls out some crazy pair of Air Maxes and then has like a 45 minute discussion with somebody about sneakers.
1: There. There's many of those guys though, bro.
0: Hella, Dude. I see them all the time. Well, the,
1: well, I know because they come from your shop and they come in here. Yeah, and they and assume, like,
0: oh, where'd you get those? Like, oh shit. No doubt. <laughs> the people that do like know that I'm, you know, an owner in the shop assume I am that guy. So sometimes I'm like kind of <laughs> carrying through these conversations like not fraudulently, but, but just, just sort picking of, like, those key words. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me type these key words and
1: same, same here, man. I'm not a big beer geek right i I know what i like people know what they like and then like oh hey what did you guys put in this the uh san diego ipa i'm like oh fuck kevin where where are you at i do that shit all
0: the time too
1: yeah because you're selling a brand you're creating an experience you're creating an ambiance you're creating something that people are dragging and and, and magnetic towards you know you're really good at that everything you've touched you're in two hotspots in San Diego County, man.
0: Right, yeah,
1: Arts and Rex is in in, in Barrio Logan, mm-hmm. in the fucking heart of Barrio Logan. Yeah. And I want to talk to you about that because it, it can't be too easy to operate when you're a, an outsider to the sure. hood. no doubt. And then you work here on on Third Avenue, man, mm-hmm. an, an up and coming. I don't want to say it's on the same level as what Barrio Logan does right now, but you know what? We definitely have eyes on us. Yeah, the spotlight Yeah, the spotlight is definitely on 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 Third Avenue as a whole. And and there's a lot of contributors yourself, uh, other bars, breweries, and just cool little restaurants, little niche restaurants. It's very community. It's very hood. It's very, it very, very. Everyone's involved. Very synergetic. Right. Barrio Logan is the same thing. It is opening arts and Rec, Being from Chula Vista in Barrio Logan, how tough was that? Is that it, you have to shake the right hands? Do you have to go pay your respects to the right people? Is there certain permissions and things you have to get done?
0: I definitely learned really quickly that it was a different area to try and just find a retail space. You're not going to go on what's what's a website that does this. Uh, like cityfeet or something dot okay. com, where you like look for certain retail spaces. That shit's not on there. Mm-mm. Not even on Craigslist, I don't think. I kind of got the idea after I had, you know, visited the area a couple times for like art shows, which were actually in the same space that we took over. Arts and Rec was a art gallery before, so I think I had gone there and. Talk to Milo, who I had known through Big Ups, the, to,
1: Milo. Yeah, big ups vida. to Milo
0: big time. He's definitely the mayor of the area for sure. One of them. Yeah, there's, there's a, there's a <laughs> few of them, man. Yeah, for sure. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um tough neighborhood
1: to crack. Right. I got homies that were born and raised there, and it's still like it's a tough neighborhood to operate in.
0: It is. And I knew that. And I saw like people getting thrown to the thrown to the curb that were trying to open businesses mm. that weren't being welcomed to the community. Um so I Food definitely videos. saw that as a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like, that shit happened like... Bringing healthy eating to yeah. the barrio. I think that Ooh, literally happened that. like a month before uh, we started, you know, kind of negotiating, taking the yeah. spot that we took.
1: Did that shine you guys in a negative light? Did they try to lump you guys into something like that? Like, hey, you guys aren't from here. What's going on? Are you in the same boat?
0: Nah, we didn't caught friction over there. Very nice. We really didn't.
1: You probably kept it humble.
0: Well, I mean, we did... so. We've got locals that would come in the back of the shop, like where the ramp is, and tag shit up, and we'd kind of be like, you know what, fuck it. This is their hood. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we're entitled to be trying trying to flex, like, you can't do that here. Hey, hey, okay? hey,
1: stop, stop that. Yeah, so <laughs> we're
0: like, you guys can kick it here. You guys can skate or do whatever you want. Uh, we're not trying to be that stuffy-ass, uh, pretentious shop in the middle of, an area that is not probably suited for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. We tried to get in where we fit in right out the gate. Uh, we wanted to have, you know, you know, make our vision come to life, but also recognize where we were. How do
1: what do you attribute the, that the mentality set from? Like, how do you think you 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 gained that insight foresight to know to you know I better fucking take a step back and and assess where I'm at and realize it's um, going to be easier if I do things this way.
0: I think maybe a couple people. I mean, first of all, intuition, I think plays a part <laughs> like you can't yeah. you can't be blind when you go to barrio logan and just be like yeah i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want or you can and see what happens right <laughs> exactly so i i recognized at least that much i mean honestly when we came to chula vista i didn't feel the same way about barrio logan because i'm from chula vista there it is West chula vista
1: what's up chula from- Vista's chula vista yep.
0: bro but kellen lived on fucking e street and i used to pick him up and go skate with him all the time and we're like this was our area we'd go skate the bridges on third avenue like i almost had my chest puffed up here. Like I should get my first choice out here in Chula Vista. Like we're bringing a skate. Was this always a goal
1: for you to to come out to third Avenue now that third Avenue is third Avenue?
0: No, Mm. it wasn't. I mean, having a shop I already had a shop in Chula Vista. So I I thought um, what I had done the first time was maybe a little bit ahead of its time and trying to bring sort of that boutique skate shop to Chula Vista. But when we're looking at opening a second location, it was only Chula Vista, those on the list. It was literally the only option. We have no interest in expanding outside of these two stores. We're good. San yeah, Diego's it. covered in the areas we- Well,
1: excuse carrying. me, probably the two coolest neighborhoods in fucking San Diego. you yeah, we got lucky
0: with that. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah.
1: awesome, man. Right. You, you can't plan that. Right. You can't one day wake up and be like, I want one on here and I want one down right. there. It's like, oh, the coolest spots in San Diego. All right, good luck. Yeah, you, know, sure. you guys did that. Right. Good on you. Well, now, now here we are, dog. You're having me sip on something. Venture number three or four. Right. I've lost count with your fucking entrepreneurial spirit, dog. Okay. I, I don't know where we're at with your ventures now. Resol Mezcal Artesanal. Right. Tell me about this venture, dog.
0: This is something that kind of became a conversation, I'd say about four years ago, with uh, a photographer that's been in-house at 9.5 for a long time. 9.5,
1: all lead like, back to 9.5. Five. It's sort
0: of the same thing with how me and Kellen and arts and rec was, it was like me and uh, Dom Cooley, who's our photographer. We always be like, we should do something because you're the photographer. I'm a marketer and we have this product that's doing super well. We should do another product, something else like do the same shit we do right now, but for a different product. Um, got into mezcal sort of out of habit of going to a Mescaleria over in LA. And then um, mezcal is huge in LA. It was yeah. It was the first place that I saw where Hell they yeah. had like spots dedicated to it, and then I sort of saw saw the trend bubbling up and started drinking it a lot. <laughs> and I was like, I like this. this. Is <laughs> I was like, it's sort of the same thing as nine five. How I explained like, there's something that I kind of got into that I didn't see. There's like not a fucking Coors Light of. There's no mezcal go to brand. Like they're all obscure. And there might be a couple by now.
1: design. I almost feel. I feel like that's the allure to mezcal, right? You know, it's like it's like the uh, the cool older cousin of tequila. Sure, you know, it's like oh yeah. shit, I don't know his name, but I know I want some of that. I know right. I want a bottle. I want it. I want it in my glass,
0: right? And I think the the juice was always the most important about it, and there wasn't a lot of things I saw that had you know, a, a strong design to it. It was always more about the actual liquid itself. So I was like, if we could go find somebody, cause that's obviously not me, I'm not out here distilling Mezcal, but if we what? found somebody- Fuck, yeah. fraud. <laughs> <laughs> if we found somebody that did that really well and then we lended what we're strong at, which is marketing design to it, that would be a fun project. Something different, something that I think what we do creatively will stand out in this particular market. And alcohol is the funniest shit I've ever tried to do. The people I meet in this industry are fucking the most bizarre, interesting. Yeah. Like, definitely an older crowd. Definitely people that are not knowing what the fuck is going on. They're not in tune with your
1: Google Analytics, my friend. Hell
0: no. (laughs) Even Google Analytics is some old shit, but like- We're talking about people that like don't know what the fuck Facebook is, which is also some old that's some old shit too. Yeah. Like TikTok, you know, shit that just is like so commonplace now that you find yourself fucking perplexed that you're explaining what something like that is. That is the alcohol industry. And I didn't know that of all the things that have more any industry or brands that have more money than fucking anything else that I dabble in. These people let these things go right over their head, and this still fucking bugs me out.
1: Which leads you to think like the profit margin in this industry is ridiculous. Yeah, if they're not if they're not tapping into the latest trends and everything that's really required for other industries to be successful in using that product, right? It's like you got to think like, whoa, it's gonna cost me five dollars to make this, and I can retail it for forty five dollars. Right. I, it's gonna cost me a ten dollar bottle, and I can generate thirty two shots out of this at ten dollars each. Right. All of a sudden, it's like. You kind of like give them a pass. It's like, well, you, you don't need to know about all the new shit coming <laughs> yeah. out because you, you've you got this game on lock.
0: Yeah. When
1: you're selling vices, man, like when you're, mm-hmm. we're in the business of selling vices. Right. We're in the business of selling, you know, libations, right. good times, experiences, uh, memories.
0: I'll, I'll be honest, man. I'll, we kind of had this delusion that us coming in and having this slick marketing and slick bottle and just like a nice looking product was going to be more important than it actually is. And it's exactly what you just said. People have- a fucking lock on this industry the bigger companies are not getting pushed out by nobody certainly not by by us ever and so we're fighting for scraps over here but
1: those scraps i still
0: see a light at the end of the tunnel i'm not um you know i'm not being pushed out there's no way i see uh a future with what we're doing the more
1: noise you make the 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 quality product you keep producing the slick marketing design that you guys keep replicating it's eventually going to catch somebody's attention for sure and instead of like battling out with you yeah they'll just open the check but and be like hey right good job boys i got you from here Precisely. Boom, boom." and then you're in somebody's fucking portfolio yep and you know? we've caught
0: people's attention there we it have is. people trying to holler at us all the time tell me it's about
1: just... the medals tell me about the medals you won with us <laughs> oh tell me about that shit dog
0: another thing i'm not super familiar with was winning a gold medal at the san diego wine and spirits get sport. it dog but we entered it and we won the gold. Fucked medal. around and won. Yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck? This is wild!" But then I went on the website and I was like, "What the fuck is prestigious this website?" Hey, yeah, man, it's the next Hey, Yeah, people
1: in this industry take that kind of shit serious. I know. I don't. I know. I'm on. I'm, I'm on the inside, but I put myself. I'm on the outside. I'm not a big fan of all these awards and right. shit. But my my partner Kevin, he makes all the beer. It's like, oh, I'm entering us in the San Diego International Fair. Oh, we're in the Great American Beer Festival. Oh, we're in the World Beer Cup. I'm like, oh, what the fuck that? That shit on?
0: is everything to him. Yeah. Everything. To him, to my dude, he
1: wakes up with that vision in his head right he goes we, we he books his flights to go to minneapolis for the for all the events or or i think this one is in nashville And i was like what are you doing bro i was like i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna show these motherfuckers i'm gonna win I was like oh, dog do you yeah that's not me i don't right. care right i'm more of a bottom line kind of guy it's like all right yeah. does it make money it makes sense go kick it but i know he's proud of and i'm proud of what he does for sure so you got to have those guys on the squad yeah this alcohol industry is next level bro it is welcome
0: we, yeah we have people like that have kind of analyzed our product and given us advice. And they'll be like, yeah, you should, you need to advertise in this trade magazine. I'm like, what the fuck? Trade magazine? What the hell is this? Even <laughs> just a magazine, period. This is important? Like that's fucking crazy. To Nuts. Me. Like absolutely. The, the right eyes
1: are paying attention to that magazine, right. pretty much. I know? don't
0: know what, I don't know if you're just trying to fucking impress other people that have other brands or if- It's a dig drop. Yeah. It
1: is. I mean, you're out there and you're marketing in
0: antique methods. Sure. But
1: somebody's watching it. Somebody's paying attention. Somebody's looking at it and perusing. Ultimately, they'll start auditing your product and your company and be like, they're making some waves down there. Right,
0: right. What's going on? Let's cut them a check. That's but I'm like, why can't you just look at the Instagram? <laughs> like that's where we're actually. What's trying that? There. What's that? <laughs> we're actually trying over there. We're and not- it's actually
1: tricky to market on Instagram when you it do is. when you're dealing sounds- in alcohol. It I mean, is. I've had experiences where we try to put something. I'm like, oh, this is cool. We run it through, and the ad says fail. You can't.
0: Oh, bro. Yeah, you can't do that. We, we that was another delusion that we had was that we're gonna do this like slick shit we do with nine Five or with arts and rec on Instagram. And it doesn't hit for a result like it does with those other two brands. It's nice, clean photography, but it's not, it's not speaking to anybody outside of being nice, clean photography. It's not drawing anybody in to go buy that product right then and there. You know what I mean? You got to do something more. You actually got to be a lot more creative with this type of product than with fucking a pair of dunks. The Enter collaborative collaborations rather collaboration has been our go-to in order to like stand out. I feel like collaboration is something at the heart and the core
1: of what you do in all your brands. It is. You know, especially with the shades, you know, you're not, I, I've seen, oh, fuck. Aside from the Jordan one, man, you got some kids. Rattle off some of these collaborations you guys have done with Nine Five, nine, five Shades. Shit,
0: we got the foods gone wild. Go
1: man. ahead. That oh, one. that was sorry. We share a common interest. You know
0: what's fucking crazy? That one, we sold that one quicker than the Jordan brand. Did you really? Yes.
1: Hey, yo, Mexicans are crazy, bro. We're out here just ready to spend all our money. Yeah,
0: I like we like I, I think I told you this. Like they said, yo, we want to do this amount. I think it was 619 pairs, obviously. <laughs> they referenced 619. And I was like, "That's a fuck ton of shades." Like, I understand your guys' market. I get it. I see you guys sell these. You told brands. them this, uh huh? Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I told them straight up. What do you top. tell you? I was like, "Man, it's just different." Like, I've seen what you've sold, and they're usually on like the ten to twenty dollar range, like you know, toys, dolls.
1: Average like, cost of nine five, 100 to one fifty.
0: Yeah, cool. One, right. Like closer to one fifty. Okay. And so they wanted to do six nineteen um, pairs, and I was like, "That's a grip." I'd rather sell a hundred pairs and. They're gone. And it's a good look for both of us in terms of the marketing. We sold it out. I'd rather that happen than have this back stock that's sitting on both of our websites or just our website for an extended period of time. Cause then it just looks like you know, <sighs> shit didn't sell out. I honestly, I, I let them t- like convince me that this was <laughs> going to be an issue, but I had huge yeah. reservations about it. I really did.
1: How fast did it sell out?
0: It, it went in under a day. Hell yeah. Yeah. And this is, I think this was, you know, we dropped it on a Saturday morning. I'd say they were gone by like 1 p.m. that day. Shit. 10 a.m. Oh. So probably three hours.
1: Hey, they're onto something. Yeah. El, El Homie, El Misteri, and, and Chase and everybody involved in that. They're onto something because we did the same shit. Yeah. You know, we linked up with them and we did a little beer collaboration. And they're they're coming with the, their ideas, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I mean, well, beer moves, right? I don't know if it'll move this fast, right? Fucked around, sold everything out in 45 minutes in L.A. Fucked okay. around, okay. sold everything out in under an hour here in Chula Vista at the brewery. Right. We're like, all right, so the, obviously they know what they're doing, bro. Right. That's crazy. So I love when when brands like yours mm-hmm. and brands like his come together, yeah, because it's like that's two fucking
0: powerhouses coming through. But it's an odd coupling. Big time. Good. We're over even better. Like, oh, we're a luxury hour brand, and they're over saying like, you know, we're a meme comedy page, Mm -hmm. and we're making a product that's going to sell at the price that we normally sell at. I think it actually might have been a little bit more. And sunglasses is a different product, you know what I mean? It's not a pair of shoes. Like they did look, they look different on everybody's face. And this was a pretty outlandish frame. It was like a big ass fucking loke frame. It was a loke frame, yeah. 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 Is
1: that something you guys still carry? Do you still make them, or that was a one and done that type of a deal? Was one and
0: done, but mm-hmm. we get motherfuckers asking about that frame every single day. And nice. I'm like, is it the food's gone wild magic of it, or is, was that frame popular? Whatever, I'll give them his credit because that frame. Was it, it did end up being like, we had nothing to do with the design of the frame. I was like, we let him run that shit 100%.
1: Same, same dog. When they were designing the, well, we took care of the beer aspect. They took right. care of everything design related to it. Right. And we let them, hey, whatever you want, man. We, whatever you're doing obviously works. We know yeah. how you build your brand, build your product. Let us know what you need and we'll we'll make it happen. They For did sure. and fucking saw it. I was like, I was blown away. Yeah. To the point yeah. I was like, fuck it, let's do it again. And like, now we're doing it like next level shit world. It's like, we did it at- we did it at like a 20 barrel system, beer geek talk. And now we said, fuck it, let's do it 80 barrel system. Wow, so now it's like, oh shit. Yeah, I get nervous because we haven't released it yet. But I was like, fuck man, are we going to be able to move this? And if yeah. we move this, it's like, all right, now we got something. Right. You know, it's like, nah, now what do we do with it, man? Now yeah, you have a Now I'm going right? to fucking get in your head and ask you, you know. <laughs> I have a lot of shit going on in my life. I deal with a lot of projects. How do you fucking manage on a day to day? Do you have a schedule? Are you very um, dedicated, committed, and. How do you make it happen, man? It seems like you have a lot of things going at the same time. Do you allocate certain hours?
0: No, I, I'm definitely minute to minute. I'm like, certain things will become a priority and then it'll shift. And then, you know, something will come. Help me up. be
1: better at time management, Mike. Help me be better at time management. I bro. wouldn't come say on. I'm the
0: one to, to give you advice on that. I, I'm doing pretty good. I'm treading above water, but I have this conversation in my head all the time. I'm like, have I hit the fucking point right now where I absolutely need to push away anything additional that's coming my way? Which I, I probably hit that point a while ago, but I still can't help myself. I'm always thinking of some other and shit. You got that taste,
1: bro. When you oh, get that man. taste, you want to replicate. it. Yeah. You chase that first victory over and uh, over absolutely. and over.
0: I've, man, I've thought about the bar brewery thing for a long ass time, but I I definitely can't do that. Because, Why not? Hey, I don't need alcohol that close proximity. Me all the time. Why not? <laughs> you got liquor, bro. Mm-hmm. I do.
1: But. Never get high off your own supply. You'll go wild for about a year and then, yeah. you'll, and then you'll fucking hone it in and be like, all right, cool. Right. I don't. I fucking don't even drink that much beer at all anymore. Yeah, I, I'm I surrounded by that. it. I'm like, nah, I don't want it, man.
0: I could see that being the case as well.
1: Not if I opened a taco shop. I'd be around them fucking mulitas or burritos yeah. every minute of the day. No, but right. I feel like with beer and, and liquor, it's like, okay, now. I don't know. There's a mutual respect. Yeah. I know that this makes money for us. And I know that I have to push this and responsibly represent it at the same time.
0: That's funny, man. That's my same shit with Arts and Rec. I got Mm. all those sneakers. I actually really do like sneakers, but I never fucking take a pair home. I never get
1: high off your own supply. I never
0: grab a pair of the limited shit we get. Even if I like them, I'm just like, I don't even want to start this fucking, uh, this trend for myself.
1: You've got an addictive personality just from sitting down and talking to you. And it's that's not a bad thing. I have a fucking addictive personality. And I feel that's what kind of like helps push you through the mundane when things don't seem as hype and fucking fresh and new anymore. You just kind of like, wait, I'm on this track. I got to keep going.
0: Absolutely. That's
1: a good trait to have, man.
0: Yeah, it's it definitely will get you through some shit that you might not have been able to get through. Otherwise, I can see you opening a brewery. <laughs> I can see you opening a brewery. Nah, bro. I, I, I have to love beer. I'm not I'm more of liquor focused than I am beer. Fuck. Yeah. A bar, maybe.
1: AMFM, mm-hmm. Omniphonics.
0: Omnifix. Omnifix. I like Omniphonics. What's, What's up? What's Trademark. <laughs> What's up?
1: Then we went into fucking Nine Five Shades. Mm-hmm. Then Arts and Rec. Now we're at Resol. Right. All successes, all killing it, everything you do. It comes to a point in a young man's life where you want to start giving back, where you realize, you know, I'm very fortunate with things that I've done. Sure. Enter IA Foundation. Yep. Tell me a little bit about that, bro.
0: Uh, So this was formed loosely about three years ago. Martin Casas was the principal at San Pasquale. Dr. Martin, uh, principal at San Pasquale. And he asked me about, or he told me he wanted to start a high school skateboard team. So he kind of- That's fucking outlandish. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was his idea. I don't remember precisely, but I'm pretty sure he came up with that concept. And he had me and Kellen come to the school- they actually bought, um, they funded a bunch of equipment for the kids. They bought skateboards and shit from Arts and Rec. So we just kind of went there and delivered it. Brought a cameraman, filmed it, not knowing what, exactly what we were doing. You know what I mean? There was no plan there. Um, but we did that, came out with a little video to recap it. And that caught a little bit of fire. Like A little bit, huh? Yeah, the yeah. news came through and they made another video. And then it kind of got shelved for a little bit. Um, fast forward two years later, I think the conversation came back up after Martin was like, yo, there's other schools that have formed skate teams, like kind of quietly. So we should do like a contest, like a little high school skate championship. And I was like, Oh word. I didn't even know there was other teams. We should go there and we'll like invite them to this contest. So through them and through Caesar, we set up, visiting these other schools, again, would make a little video to kind of recap it. And those ones really caught fire. Like for us, like 100,000 views plus on just us going to these schools. So every school in the South Bay uh you've unlocked the code
1: man real shit anytime you guys put out videos i feel like it's it, it's a thing that people are drawn to or look forward to watching
0: right well shit man it was unintentional it certainly that's was the not- best way to happen. it yeah man. No that's doubt. the
1: best it, way for it to happen it
0: wasn't a ploy or it wasn't meant to be like a marketing scheme at all it was literally just like okay cool we'll go tell them yo hey we're arts and rec like we're throwing this contest along with uh the aya foundation we want to, like, start a high school skateboarding league. We guys, we want you guys to be a part of it if you think it's cool. Like, if you think it's whack, <laughs> no pressure. But we just wanted to kind of show face and show you, like, this is who's behind this. We're skaters. Uh, this is I'm Mike. This is Kellen. He's a professional skateboarder. We're not on some whack shit. You know what I mean? We're not trying to, like, infiltrate. We're skateboarders as well. So it's going to be cool. Um, that That's a big deal fun. in that scene, right? Oh, it's hella important. It's the most important oh, yeah. thing. So that was good for them to see that, A we come from the community. <laughs> we're not, you know, just forcing ourselves in there. We're not trying to do anything funny. Um, and that was my main concern when we started doing it, is like, I don't want to go to the schools and then be talking about a high school skateboard team and have these skaters be like, man, fuck that. I don't want my high school associated with skateboarding. This is, this is why a skateboard is to get away from you. Uh, yeah. But that was not the case. They or. were drawn to it. At least nobody said anything like that. They seemed very receptive to it. And like, Wanted to have more opportunity to skate and wanted their school to be like dope. Not only like can you? Are we not going to ban you from skating on the school campus? We're going we're to encourage, encourage you. Yeah, very <clears throat> crazy. Definitely a different, uh, very different from when I was in high school and you were in high school. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So they were was, chased out, bro. They were hell, chased yeah. out. Hey, all the time. At not Benita welcome. I, we got kicked out of that high school <coughs> parking lot every single day, and we were not allowed to have our boards on campus. None of that shit. Now these kids have their boards. They're able to fucking schedule time like uh, Caesar got them at Hilltop. They're uh, taking the bus. Caesar Fernandez, C- seat C- C- C-
1: five of the Chula Vista Elementary School District.
0: Yep. So <laughs> he just told me I didn't even know this, but he's got the school bus running the skate team over to Chula Vista Skate Park twice a week. So I was like,
1: "What? So, hey, dude, that's a great." Connect for all of us to have here, and 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 everything that we're doing. He's he's a fucking stand up guy. He's all about the community. He's killing in his position.
0: Oh, for sure. He's the guy to be in there. He gets it for sure. Like he's from here. He gets it, and he's the type of guy that the kids are gonna look at and be like, oh, he gets it. He's got kids in that age range, so
1: I feel like that plays a big role in how he's doing and how he approaches the, the situation, man. Right.
0: So yeah, the ultimate goal was to have this contest, which we're having in May. Um, it, it, we're flying the plane while we build it as the saying goes, but it's- wait, wait, you got a plane. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of have a it lockdown. It's at it the skate park. And even that part of it is. Yeah, man. I want to know a little bit more about that. Yeah. So that park is pretty advanced. Like it's a huge park, but the obstacles there are not necessarily for like, you know, you gotta, you gotta know your way around. Like it's not a simple, easy park to skate. There's not a lot of flow to it. So I kind of was talking to Somebody from the city that um, oversees that park and they gave us dough to kind of redo it. So we got some money to buy new obstacles and set up the street course in the area where we're going to hold the high school skate championship. So we're actually curating that shit right now. Nice. and it's it's dope. Like we're literally creating like a street course, which I would consider. Isn't it weird? It's hella weird. The
1: more good shit you do, mm-hmm. the more opportunity seems to present itself yep. to you, and what you're looking to get accomplished, man. Right. You're a fucking good dude, and the people, and and I I, I say this knowing you. And I say this knowing Doctor El Martin Casas. You guys are two fucking good dudes. Hey, thank you. man. Your outlook isn't like what well, can I gain from this? It's more like you know what? Let's give back. This is something. Sure. Casas is all about it. He's in that industry. He right. works with with the, the the children and in the education system. Right. You've already got the connects with your businesses. Now you've got the connects with the city. Right. At least you had a fucking spot that just needed a little TLC yep. and some new shine on it. Right. Enter Mike Metcalf and everyone and his crew and everything they do. And here you fucking are setting up a championship, bro.
0: Sure. I mean, you
1: fucked around creating a new sports league.
0: No, that's the goal, man. Like, <laughs> it sounds crazy, and but you is, did, yeah. The most work I put into any like little project that's mm-hmm. come up. Now this takes this ain't little, Papa. This, of, yeah, part this, part of,
1: this ain't this time. ain't little anymore, bro. When you're starting with North County, South County schools, creating a skate league, right. and there's gonna be fucking championships and competitions.
0: Yeah, ah, fuck, bro. Yep, you you nailed it, man. Good and, on you. It's time consuming, but it. And you're right, we stand to gain nothing from it. There's no, like financial benefit. Uh,
1: fuck that. that. You yeah. stand to gain everything. Right. I didn't know how good it felt to give back and do good shit until I did that first good thing and started a foundation and started giving back and I was like whoa. That felt fucking awesome. Right. I'm not, we're not personally gaining anything from it obviously but you're seeing the faces. We sent a couple of kids from a, 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 not the more uh, economically forward school in our district sure. and they needed help with something and I pimp this a lot because I'm fucking proud of what we did. You know, they, yeah. they reached out to us and said, you know, we have a handful of children who can't go to sixth grade camp. Right. And I said, all right, cool. What do you need from us? We need this much. It's like eight hey, kids, blah, blah, blah. I was like, cool. How much? Foo-foo. Cut the check. They sent us a picture from the fucking bus, bro, wow. on their way to the camp. Right. And they're like, ah. And we're like, I tell my boys, I, I tell the dudes in our foundation, like we fucking did that, dog. Yeah, that we is- did that from doing this dumb podcast from... Raising money from our businesses, we're well, going out there and kind of promoting and raising awareness and doing what we do. We got this one picture of kids like pimping and being happy, like they're going to sixth grade camp. Hell yeah. Because the community came together, used us to raise money to get them out there.
0: Right.
1: Fuck a paycheck, dog. That's yep. that for me, that's the shit.
0: Different kind of satisfaction. Obviously,
1: you need that paycheck, you know, and that's why we have our businesses. What well, we want, we got to connect, you know, those dots need to connect financially to make sure everyone eats in, in his house. But this is fulfilling on a whole different level, man. Right. I didn't know how good it felt to give back until I did it. And now yeah, I'm I like, agree. that's a high I want yeah, to keep chasing.
0: Sort of an unexpected, you know, reward from it that we weren't looking for any of it. We weren't looking for a financial or like, you know, uh, to to feel like you were doing something good. But it was cool to feel that way. And even talk to like the principal at East he was like the kids that showed up here. Like I've never seen any of these kids at any of our like gatherings. Like none of our clubs. They don't play any of the sports. So we've obviously had this group that's been sort of neglected by accident that showed up for this because we're interested now. A different yeah. Type Bro, of and it
1: must be, and it must provide a different layer of enthusiasm for you knowing that your school's doing it. Your alma mater, your East Lake, where I used to get kicked out and get chased from no skating. You brought something, right? That wasn't allowed to do in your day. For sure. But now it's like sanctioned. It's gonna like it's gonna be competitive. It's it's gonna have re- awards and accolades and then you did that shit. Yep. You were the crew. same
0: teachers there when we went there. That some of them that would kick us out. Get
1: out of your mic and now it's like, Hey Mr. Metcalf, welcome. Right. How you doing? Yeah, right. we're proud to have you be here. That's crazy. And
0: when we went to Benita too, that was that's where I skated. Watch your I mouth, watch Lake. your mouth. No, but I'm saying that's where we actually were skateboarding every single day. Yeah. So that's where we got kicked out of mm. every single day. Yeah, I
1: that's, remember, I remember yeah. that everybody in the parking lot in front of the big old Bonita Vista high school sign. And I was yep. like, all right,
0: good. And that just happened to be Steve Wiggs was there when we were doing our presentation at Eastlake. And he's like, could you do this at Bonita? So he like trailblazed that shit got awesome. us over there and like set up their skate team and like has their shit cracking already
1: that must feel awesome to have all of the educators and big wigs in these schools to come together and reach out to you and be like hey man we need to do this shit here for sure how many schools are involved
0: now in? uh that it's hard to say because we visited x amount of schools but there's more than that it, 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 it this is a thing dude yeah it this is, is a thing, thing. It, for some reason it came to this part where it's like Unless we came to initiate it, the school, you know what I'm saying? They got this idea that we have to come and like initiate it, but obviously we can't go to every school. You got to christen like, it, bro. Yeah, you, know you know I mean? can't. You can, motherfucker,
1: you're going <laughs> to go to every school.
0: Right. So we, <laughs> I've got like a list of, you know, 10 schools that we haven't visited yet, but I'm telling them, like, just do it. Like, set up your shit. They're
1: like, no, we need you and <sighs> a skater to come with yeah. us.
0: <laughs> right. They want us to come giveaways. Do
1: shoes. all the giveaway. We need right. the shoes. We need yeah. the yeah. decks. We need mm-hmm. the bearings. All the wheels. The
0: funnest part of you know, setting it up.
1: Those videos of the kids receiving it to is fucking next level, man. It's awesome just to see their faces light up when they're getting something.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've tried to put myself in that position. If I was in high school and somebody came through and like, I got a skateboarder shoes, like that would be a trip. Like that would be cool. So especially in some of the areas where like they're super deserving of it, like you, you really feel like their enthusiasm for it. Like it's very rewarding.
1: What's next? You fucking killed everything you've done, bro. What's next?
0: Honestly, this first event is going to kind of set off what we're doing. Um, And Honestly, until it happens, like all my efforts going into that, like it's got to go well and it's got to set this standard. And we have to have kind of this uh, reference point for the future for next year to look at. Here's what we did. The very last second of the 2022 school year. Here's what we're doing next year. Like that's when we're really going to push and get uh, other schools involved outside of San Diego, really start to develop an actual league for high school skateboarding.
1: That's awesome, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked around and started a whole new department of leagues, bro. Yeah, I
0: hope so, man. Nice. I hope it pans out the way it, it looks in my head.
1: Great shades, great products at Arts and Rec. Awesome mezcal, obviously. Killing it on the foundation side. Que más quieres, Happily married, you're proud. I asked you earlier, what are you most proud of? My home. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, this business like, now, nah, man, where I fucking lay my head down every night. That's what I'm proud of. Yeah, no doubt. Good on you, man. You, you've done it all. It, it's, it's awesome to sit down and actually shoot the shit with you, get to know you, peel back the layers on Mike Metcalf. And I because anytime anyone says Mike Metcalf, I was like, okay, I know the name. Right. Now I know the name, but now it's like, I know the dude behind that name. And I'm more proud of knowing the dude behind the name than just the name now. Hey, likewise. Felicidades, man. bro. It now good. it's time. I, I want to make an emo brown mescal. Dang. Hey, let's do that. You, you let me know what it needs. I want to make an emo brown shade. I want I want all of the things.
0: I told you. It's I already time. have the idea for the collab shade. I'll talk to you don't, 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 after sh- the sh- mic shuts sh- off. Sh- sh- it's a hit though. It's yeah, a fucking guaranteed hit.
1: Va- oh man, coming from you, you already know, it's man. A hit, I promise you, ladies and gentlemen,
0: Mike Hey, Man, thank you. It was a pleasure.